It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining me. Good afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. Uh, and you're very welcome. A listener has wondered, uh, has Jane seen the newspaper report? Actually, I, I read about it yesterday online. It's making the papers today. This is about three 300,000 cats have died in Cyprus this year. It's an outbreak of feline coronavirus. Have you heard anything about mm. it? No, I hadn't actually. That's an interesting one. I'll have to have to look that up and have a little look. I suppose feline coronavirus is, I suppose some, it is a contagious disease essentially. Um, it is one that we tend to vaccinate against. Um, but no, I wasn't aware of the outbreak. Thank you okay. for bringing that to my attention. I'll have to have a look. Okay, I know the um, there's studies going on. The in um, the University of Edinburgh are looking at it uh, as well. But they but Cyprus mm-hmm. is is unusual in that they they they're known as and they have a lot of cats. They have a huge problem with feral cats they would i suppose they would be known to have a, a very large feral cat population and i suppose it's a little bit different i suppose we we do have a feral cat problem here in the in this country certainly and things could be a lot better but that said a lot of our cats are owned and taken care for and thankfully vaccinated so i suppose the 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 capability for let's say a large scale infectious infectious issue like that is although it's still possible it's it's potentially less likely when there's not such a large feral cat population and, and more owned thankfully 
Okay, actually, Anne is on about a feral cat um, that they, they, she's able to feed but can't touch uh, her. But she's noticed she's got a lump on her tummy. Um, she's fearful that it might be a tumour. Now, she rang a local vet, um, but the vet said that, that unless she can get the cat into the vet, there's not a lot the vet can uh, do. What advice do you have? You've got to try and trap the cat, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I oh, know I can empathise here. It must be a really distressing situation seeing a feral cat be unwell. Um, it's great that you've made the progress that you could feed it, but obviously picking it up and transporting it to the vets is, is an entirely different matter entirely. And most feral cats just wouldn't be comfortable with being handled at that level. You know, I, I would have to agree with your vet in this situation if we were if we were contacted with a similar query. Unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do in that situation to assess or help the situation until the pet can be bought into the practice and we completely understand that you know that's very challenging when it is a feral pet what i'd say is it probably would be worth contacting local cat charities or maybe even the ispca they would potentially be aware of facilities locally or cat charities locally that might have uh, cat traps most practices wouldn't hold them in house you know certainly we don't have we're not fortunate enough to have any but um Cat traps, if you can reliably feed the cat, may mean that you may be able to trap the cat in the cat trap enough to bring it into the vets. Um, but that is maybe something you need to loan from, from a charity if that was something they might be in a position to do. So have a chat with them if you know of any local cat charities or maybe your vet might know of some that they would be able to put you in contact with. Or I suppose a good protocol is always the ISPCA, although they may not be able to help directly unless there's, let's say, uh, an issue of cruelty involved. Um, they may be able to direct you to, to local charities that might have a cat trap to be able to assist you. But I suppose as always, if the pet is in distress and they are feral and unwell you know they are a good port to call to, to point you in the right direction so best of luck and I suppose I empathise it's a really distressing, distressing thing to see when you see, see a pet be unwell and um, even if they are just a little feral cat outside it would be lovely to be able to, to take care of them. And then what happens when you get it into the if, if, if a cat can't be handled is that very difficult for the vets when you do get it in? Mm. It is a real challenge but I suppose what okay. I would say is that when they're in the building we would have a number of, I suppose, it's our usual familiar environment. We have all of our tools and handling aids to hand. So a lot of the time, if we have an extremely feral cat for their own, I suppose, anxiety and safety and the safety of everybody involved with them, because obviously cats are quite powerful when they want to be. They have little, little claw blades attached to them, so they can be can be quite, quite dangerous if, if they're stressed. A lot of the time we would sedate them. Um, that means that they're a lot calmer for themselves, for their own good. They're not having big rile up of anxiety, but it's also much safer for those of us that are handling them. And hopefully that would be a situation in which, you know, the, the cat could be examined. Decisions could be made as regards what course of treatment was needed or what was best for the cat in, in that situation. Okay. That said, I suppose examining an awake cat is always better than a, than a sleepy one. But in the, in the situation, you have to keep everyone safe. Okay, uh, your thoughts, please, on giving CBD oil to a small dog. We've got a Jack Russell, uh, an older dog, 16. He seems a bit unsteady on his feet. How would you feel about giving CBD oil to a dog? I think it's an interesting area of medicine that's developing at the moment. I suppose there seems to be some degree of pain relief property or pain easing property associated with CBD, but the level to which that exists in dogs and the level to which it, I suppose, it is, is effective with the, the diseases that our older pets get, for example, osteoarthritis, is really, to my knowledge, yet to still be established. What I would say is that although it may be a useful adjunctive treatment and it would be best to discuss it with your own vet who knows your pet and also knows what other medications they might be on. 
as to whether it would be suitable for your pet because obviously if your pet's on other medications we don't want something to interact with that and cause issues so they would be best placed to assess that one but what i would say is if you're worried your pet is sore there are lots of proven effective methods of giving them pain relief and although they may be medications and some of us you know may be a little bit nervous about going down the medication drug route you know many of these things have been well tested in animals but also we know what side effects are possible and can, can watch for them or guard against them in some cases but also we know what dose is effective for them and we know what our expected response is so i would say although cbd oil may be something interesting to consider and might be a useful adjunctive treatment to discuss with your vet it really would be priority to get your pet seen by the vet and discuss the the stiffness or the soreness or the the achiness that they're feeling so that they can fully assess it and see if pain relief treatment in, in a medicine form would be appropriate but bring it up with your vet if that's something that they have experience with or you know that it wouldn't cause issues in your pet it may be a case that it might be something that could be used in addition but that would need to need to be checked out for your individual pet yeah I saw a very elderly dog that had arthritis and the poor dog was crippled with it and went on pain medication and was like a spring chicken was you know completely mm. took the pain away which is which is fantastic okay uh, Susan in Fairhill has a one year old cat that's gone missing she's wondering will she be able to find her way home what does Jane think oh so I'm so sorry to hear he's gone missing it's always really stressful isn't it um, sometimes they can do I suppose it's the height of summer at the moment. A lot of younger cats are out hunting. Um, so they may have just gone hunting and gone a little bit further than normal. It may just be that he might pop back for you, which would be really brilliant. I think the things that you can do um, to, I suppose, help help with them coming back, or I suppose let everybody in the local area know that your cat's missing so that they can be watching out for him and let you know of any sightings. But also other things like putting their smell outside so that if they have strayed a little bit further away from home than normal, if they're getting close, they might smell their their own smell on the wind. So we'd normally recommend to put their blankets and their litter tray outside so that it can kind of be caught by the air to a degree and the smell can travel a little bit, which can sometimes help them if they're a little teeny bit lost, but within range of, of, of those smells. Um, what I would say is that I suppose going forward, if your pet does come back, a handy thing to do will be to get them microchipped. And um, we know microchipping cats is not as common as with dogs, but it is still a really widely available thing and a really great thing to do. So that if your cat turned up at a vet or by the guards, that they could scan the scan the pet and their details would be logged on the chip to be able to get back to you. But I think first and foremost, just let everybody know locally that your cat's missing. Let them know what the cat looks like, maybe circulate a picture and um, give them your contact details. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll turn up. OK, and just back on feral cats, Paul and Dungarvan said, we rescued a feral cat from under a shed last weekend. A lot of coaxing got him out and we got him into a cage and into the vet. He was riddled with cat flu, but he's doing good now and is starting to trust us. So there is hope uh, that you can take on. Well done, Paula. Now, uh, hi, uh, this is Teresa. Hi, uh, Patricia and Jane. My eight-year-old Maltese slash Chihuahua cross has been diagnosed with Cushing's disease. We've decided not to go down the medication route at present due to the effect it might have on her kidneys and the many blood tests she would need to have. But she is excessively thirsty and she's peeing non-stop. Any advice, please, for us going forward? That's Teresa in the city. 
Mm, okay, so that's an interesting one. I think as our pets age, they can become more prone to, to lots of different conditions. And many of those are hormonal and uh, Cushing's is a hormonal disease. So what that is, is it's an uh, essentially an excess amount of stress hormone, cortisol. Now, that doesn't mean that this pet is stressed. That's not the situation. It's just the body's reaction. The body's ability to produce stress hormone is higher than normal. And that has a really a plethora of effects on the body. It can have a, a huge range of, of changes to how we manage fat, uh, our thirst levels, to how well our kidneys concentrate down urine. So there are a huge range of effects. And one of the things that we do see is excessive drinking and excessive peeing. And that's one of the main things I would say with the pets that come into me with Cushing's. That's one of the main signs that will cause them to be presented to the vet by their owners. What I will say is I think it is worth a second discussion with your vet on this one. Now, it's 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 a little bit more challenging because I don't know the background details about what the, the issue with the kidneys is and what kind of bearing that would have on medication. But unfortunately, with the, let's say, if, if the peeing and the, the drinking is just associated with the Cushing's, then usually nothing will solve that except for medication for Cushing's. Um, but however, kidney problems can also cause different difficulties and I suppose excessive drinking and peeing. So really in this situation it sounds a little bit more complex or you would have a second chat with your vet just to discuss you know the implications of Cushing's treatment and how that might serve to improve the signs but also I, I can hear that you have concerns about the kidneys in the background so to explore that more with your vet because a lot of the time the medications that vets would advise would be really helpful in those situations but the best person to advise you in this particular situation given that there's more than one thing going on would be your vet so please don't be shy I think I always worry when we have you know let's say older pets and they might have multiple um, medical issues it can all get a bit complicated so please don't be shy about asking your vet to go through things again a lot of the time we're more than happy to discuss things again and make sure everybody's clear on the implications and, and how things work now uh, because it can get really quite messy and, and difficult when they have a few things going on when they're a little bit older but don't worry your vet will be able to help you out and someone else said uh, we had a dog that was tired and peeing a lot it was, it was my sister's dog uh, the dog ended up being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and has been injected with insulin and is doing fine. Okay, I've got to leave it there, Jane. Listen, thank you for that and thanks for joining us. We'll chat again next Thursday. Thank you very much, Thanks, Patricia. Jane. That's Jane Pickett, the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.